Welcome to Fabulous After 50, the podcast for women wanting to make the most of their lives. My name is Julie Kennedy, and I am your host. Well, welcome today to Julia Kadic, music and drama teacher, choir director, songwriter, and poet, who now runs a highly successful singing, teaching, and voice coaching business, which has now extended to presentation workshops and an awful lot more. And we will be talking today about the fascinating subject of ADHD after 50. But maybe first, Julia, I'd like to invite you to share in your own words a little bit about yourself, maybe, and and why you do what you do. Okay, so I I grew up in South Wales. I've always enjoyed working with people. And in particular, I started life actually as a secondary school teacher. And because my interests were very in the arts, music and drama based, at a particular point, I left school teaching and went to work in theatre. And when I had my children, I branched out and that became, I also moved away from London. And so my business practicalities changed having small children and I developed singing teaching business. And that has morphed, as you said, Julie, into presentation coaching. And I have to say, I love what I do because I think it plays into a particular strength I have in working one-to-one with people. Right. And that'll come, I think that overlaps quite a lot. I'll talk about that to, together with the, what you were saying about the ADHD diagnosis. But isn't it lovely as well that, that with, with time and with age, we do fall into what is our strength, right? I'm, I'm always so grateful. I'm, I'm not even completely there. I still do lots of different things, but I do clearly now see the direction. Yes. It's not fumbling around in the dark anymore. It's it's sort of, you know, trying out different things. And I mean, that's also the advantage of this new 50 plus is that, you know, our world around us and the needs of those around us are changing at high speed. So the fact that we have this flexibility of recognizing it at a different need like you did, yes. you know, whether it's the way that we do it because of where we are in life regarding, you know, lots of people start their own businesses or consultancies mm-hmm. when they have children as well, because it's less easy to, you know, combine yes. with corporate. Yeah. And I think that's very much a strength but today so today we're going to be talking about ADHD and basically I have come across quite a few 50 pluses who have been diagnosed after 50 with ADHD and that really that really tweaked my interest I mean from many points of view you know obviously back then it didn't really exist or or at least we didn't talk about it or as we were saying before the meeting it was considered yes. to be for for little overexcited boys yes um, I I think so what's really interesting is I I recall the first time I heard about ADHD I would have been in my late teens and it certainly was in the context of apparently naughty boys who ran around a lot right. and who were felt out of control and I think it's very interesting culturally why so many women my age were missed right. because of course society has ways of making women behave True. and little girls they're the expectations on little girls and little boys back in those days. Yes. You know, albeit I remember from my childhood, but I felt constantly like someone was trying to make me behave like a little girl. Little yes, girls yes. don't do this. Yes. Little girls don't do that. And I'd be off doing them. Yes. Trees, building the dens. And, and, and all the time, no, no, little girls don't do this. But I think that this pressure that society put on about what little girls should look like yes 
is also the reason why so many women were overlooked for ADHD, because if you could mask and present in school just about well enough on the behaviour front and perform well academically, nobody was ever going to ask any questions about right. the, little, the little giveaway things we now could look at and go, well, that was a red flag. Yes. So if I look back, can I talk a bit about... Yes, and also, I mean, maybe I was just even thinking, you know, I like the fact that this is low threshold. Maybe we should even define what ADHD is before we launch into it. Yes, and I'm not certain I'm the best person to ask about that because I come at it very much from, I know I've had my diagnosis and what my particular... Um, if you like symptoms, for one yeah. better word, are. But before this program, I thought I'd better do a bit of swatting. And so it's about how the brain is wired. And a, it, people with ADHD, our brains have developed differently. And so as an adult, there are specific things people with ADHD like me have difficulty with, and they come under the banner of executive function. And I I mean, when people first said to me executive function, I thought, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. When they started to describe it, I thought, oh, it's all the things I can't do. (laughs) Okay. All the things I have difficulty with. And I'll get, I've I've put jotted down a few because your listeners might find it interesting. So it's things like planning ahead strategy, Mm -hmm. follow through when you started a task, following instructions. And in, for my, in my life, that can also be following systems. So nightmare situation for me is utility companies who now operate all via websites. And it says, go on to our website oh, yeah. and you can do this with your account. And I go onto their website. I can't even find the menu buttons. Yes. Let alone. It's all chaos, right? It's all yeah. chaos. Trying yeah. to find navigate their websites. Utterly impossible following instructions so for example in my I I love yoga when I go to a yoga class I have to go at the front to follow because if they do verbal instructions I will at a certain point not be able to zoomed out okay be able to see it and it's so so it's a lot of functions executive function is a lot of stuff that we come across in work and the reason I went for a diagnosis in the first place was because my whole life, there have been certain things I've not been good at, but lots of things I'm extremely good at. So And so life goes on. And then yes. I did a job. I took on a contract to conduct some choirs, and it required that I spend an afternoon a week in an office. Now, this was about four or five years ago. Oh, my goodness. It was the first time in my life, and lots of my friends are surprised to hear that, that I had ever had to work in an office environment right don't know how people do it I couldn't I didn't know whether I was coming or going because the way I work when I is I use an ADHD thing called hyperfocus. so when I have to get some work done I go into the zone I put my head down I don't look up I don't I forget to eat I forget to drink I forget to go to the toilet I work focused so focused that I can't hear everything is out yeah yeah. And so and, and I've always relied on hyperfocus. But I was in this office oh, yeah. environment and people would come through the door and ask a question and the phone would ring and the so door all distract you. Right. Yeah. I didn't know what to pay attention to. And I was so distressed by this and not knowing what I should be doing and how other people were handling it that I started asking questions 
and right. looking up and somewhere along the line it came up about executive function and these things and ADHD and I suddenly thought I started reading this stuff and I'd, I'd read about ADHD before because I had a I had a partner who I felt I was convinced was undiagnosed ADHD and I did quite a lot of research for him but didn't recognize myself in it yes yes but suddenly and it 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 explained a lot of things so I spoke to my GP and asked about a referral and then got put in this long waiting system and then they do kind of triage you they ring you up and they ask you some questions and and that I can tell you more about that if you want but that was very interesting and quite funny actually. in itself right but yeah and so that the context of that office and not being able to organize my attention was really what made the alarm suddenly right. I couldn't function at my best right and you were confused, as you say, you know, you'd worked your whole life. So, I mean, you know, yes. you could work. Yes. Okay, I've got all sorts of things going on. I mean, first of all, I do like what you're saying. So I'll be very honest here, even though I'll probably get shot afterwards, is that, I mean, there's been moments in my life where, I mean, I lived a lot in Africa as well. So, okay, we weren't really, nobody really talked about ADHD. But then I remember we arrived in, in Berlin and one of my, I think, 13-year-old son's friends, okay, his mother was saying, okay, he has ADHD, etc. And, you know, dinners, for example, at their house were extremely exhausting because he'd like cartwheel around the table etc but you know when he came to our house he didn't you know I would yeah. say to him hey sit down you know we're going to sit down and make sure we have ice we're not going to stay too long at table and he did so to be very honest in my head I wasn't sure in how yeah. far it wasn't an excuse for bad parenting and yeah. I also somehow thought it was only really to do with children and going through yes. you know those periods where whether it's hormones or growing up or just yeah. outbursts of energy where they're all over the place and I thought well you know little boys have always been little boys and little girls yeah. little girls why do we have to label everybody and so I was quite reluctant to all of that but then you get to the point with age when you also realize that some things are really disturbing you and that you you know you 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 doubt yourself and you start thinking well what's wrong with me and how come I still can't get this together and sometimes knowing what it mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. and yeah. one of the one of the ladies indeed that, that I came across recently somebody I know very well and associate a lot with she's like me very multi-passionate and all over the place and she was talking about having been diagnosed ADHD and I remember thinking oh you know I just think that you're a very energetic uh, person and it's also started to make me think mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. you know my inability in certain things to focus but to focus very much in others and to what is the value of actually knowing? But I'm hearing you say yeah. that, yes, it is, right? Well, do you know what it does is it explains a lot of things to me. So little snapshot moments from my life that have always puzzled me. Right. So I, I mean, to give you a bit of background, I read English literature at Cambridge University and I have a degree in English from Cambridge. But when it came to my O-levels, that's what that was what in, in we had in Britain before GCSEs. Yes. I got, I only just passed English language and I had very high results in everything else. And it came to English language and I had this terrible result. My parents were horrified and they went up, they took me up the school and said, you know, should she resit? And some very wise teacher dissuaded them and said, you know, she's very good at literature. You know, it's not going to throw, it's not going to distract, it's not going to put off any universities or anything. And I'm very glad they did because the reason I 
did so badly in English languages, I couldn't do the comprehension exercise, which was a massive text. And it comes down like instructions again, a massive text, not fiction. So I wasn't interested in it. And there's a key thing about ADHD. Yeah. Is when, when we are interested in something, we can go a million miles an hour and be brilliant at it. Getting the interest. I used to look at these comprehension texts and I can remember the feeling now looking at this dense text about some matter I wasn't knew nothing about and wasn't terribly interested in and I couldn't even make sense of the first right. sentence I'd read it and I'd go I don't understand it I don't and then I'd do that very thing they used to say you shouldn't do I'd look at the questions and try and find an answer and of course oh, yeah. I them and whoever the teacher was who persuaded my parents not to make me reset got that it wasn't going to make any difference how many times they put me in for that exam yes. I was going to get the same result because whilst I could write fine on the creative writing comprehension terrible yeah. and so there were little unexplained things I've forgotten your question now and that's not yeah thing. no I suppose it, it was how it okay. helps you to know right yeah. so so also as a teenager I was incredibly I used to beat myself up really badly after the event about mm. things I'd done or said and this actually still happens in my life I'll wake at three o'clock in the morning and go I said this so and so will think I meant this Oh, and and I and 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 you and you know yourself. Yesterday we had a funny thing where I had written our appointment for this recording Interview. on the yeah. wrong day in my diary. And when I finished work and saw your messages to me saying, "Are you there? I'm waiting in the room," I was so so distressed and mortified. Yeah. I had, and and so that emotional reaction. Yeah afterwards and feeling of distress yeah because I could tell you were distressed I mean you said yeah. I mean I could tell in your message yeah. and I was thinking oh yeah. you know I'm grateful to you it doesn't matter it happens to people to forget their meeting but I could really hear your distress I was so mortified and and that distress in itself I remember it as a teenager and how much right. it played and that is that is part of ADHD. That, that so in a way it helps you also forgive yourself, right? It that it's just the way your it brain is works. wired. That's right. It helps me understand. It's not an excuse. Yes. Yes. It helps me yes. understand, and it helps me to say, "You didn't deliberately keep Julie waiting right. today." Oh, it, how can you think that? Yeah. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. And yes, and I think one of the difficult things for people with ADHD is we hold ourselves to a very high standard. I think we think all the time everybody else is doing this and we must, we must, we must do this. We must, you know, mm. we, uh, maybe not everybody with ADHD, but I know from people in my support group that, that it's incredibly common that we drive ourselves and drive yes. ourselves because we feel like we've got to get this right we've got to get this right and it can look like perfectionism right I don't know whether it is perfectionism I think it's more a sense of perhaps sadly it's more a sense of always feeling not quite good enough you, know, you have to make that extra to effort right. to be loved or That's to right. whatever right so yeah. you're trying very hard having said that 
the wonderful thing about ADHD is that if you can find the things, the thing about this, I didn't finish saying about the brain, sorry, distraction, ha ha. It's, it's about, with the brain chemistry, there's something about the dopamine and that pe- the brains of people, we, we don't make enough dopamine. Okay. And I'm not going to go into the detail of the effects of that because quite frankly, my areas of interest have always left me in science. I'm ashamed to say a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but don't worry. I mean, I'm not talking to you as a specialist exactly. in the brain. I'm talking you're, to you as somebody who has pe- it. Your people listening and watching can go and research that. Yes, yeah. It's all out there. But what it one of the things it does is that when we have an area that we our brain is really interested in, we get brilliant at right. Absolutely right. brilliant. It can be a superpower, it right? It can be can be a superpower, and 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 in more than one direction. And so, in my own life, I would say that there are overlapping strands but my strengths that I know and I'm not saying this because I'm trying to blow my own trumpet but know that I'm good at is I'm I'm great with working with teenagers I'm great one-to-one on voices anything to do with voices I hear things and I it's a funny thing to say I hear and read between the lines of things I hear it's a perception thing yes you can tell from how people, and this overlaps with the voices, I can tell from how people are speaking, I can hear stuff underneath that's going wow. on. Wow. And yes, yeah, so you and, see, it is, it is. But I mean, I believe that all those things are like that. But so yeah. if we come back to the fact, I mean, you know, we were talking about being diagnosed after 50, and we were talking about the fact that perhaps, you know, when we were growing up, it wasn't such a big thing anyway for boys or yeah. girls, I don't think. You know, it was it hadn't really been defined, I think, no. uh, as such, or not, not to the extent that it is yeah. now where yeah. it's something that schools regularly yeah. check pupils on. Would mm. you say that even like today that there are more women who are undiagnosed than men? Yes, definitely, I think. Although, I, yeah, I, it seems that way. I mean... Right. It, it, I, I attend online when I don't forget to go. I attend this wonderful, wonderful ADHD support group. And one of the things that's wonderful about it is that it's the, the person who runs it said to me when I first joined and I turned up very anxious my first time and I turned up a few minutes early and she said, oh, this is an ADHD support group. Don't worry about time. People will, people are going to, and sure enough, people drift in early, late, cut, they, loads of people turn up late. They, 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 and, and it's a very forgiving space. Because one, another thing about ADHD is this thing about time blindness. I don't know if you know about that. Is that that. because of the focus as well? Because you're so focused. No, it's about, it's about, it's a very poor awareness of how time, how much time is passing. Okay. And so, and so time behaves strangely. So, sometimes on one day time might be going so fast and I'll feel like I've only just started a session and it'll be over and then another day I'll think well that was that you know we must have so an hour must have gone and I'll look it'll be 10 minutes and it's a really poor sense of time very very right. poor time which incidentally my mother spotted when I was a child <laughs> but you say you're terrible with time you really can't trust your brain on time and I'd be thinking what does she mean I can't trust my brain on time but she, she she didn't know what it was but she did she did call it and again I've forgotten your question Julie no I don't know we were still talking but you were you were going back into the brain and how it works with the dopamine yes. and all that and my question was also about the fact that okay people of our age were not diagnosed as no. children because it wasn't such a, a common thing no. or and that if there was more women undiagnosed 50 yes. plus than yes. men 
Yes, and I think there are, as we said, there are cultural reasons for that. I yes. Think. I, think, I think, you know, if, if, if as a young woman you are able to sit quietly in a classroom, even if you were just staring out the window and not actually paying attention, the way the school system works is people aren't going to raise red flags. Right, exactly. Although they focus on those who are not doing what they should be doing. Right. Although I have to say that's a characterization of, 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 of education from, I think, some years ago. I think these days there is much more forensic awareness of what is actually going on in yes. people's work one-to-one. But yeah. I mean, do you find, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm just so grateful for you talking about it all candidly, because I'm, you know, in how far would you say people find it a taboo to say that they have ADHD? I don't know. Well, I, but that's very interesting because I won't, there are contexts in which I won't mention it. So right. generally, I wouldn't, if I'm working with someone and I have been working with them for a time and they know me and we, we've got a rapport, I wouldn't mind saying well that's you know if if I if I thought it was helpful to them to know right I'd say I would never say for a prospective employer because unfortunately it is you know they're going to they're going to think they're going to make judgments I mean I work self-employed anyway these days but but then again you see if if people were more aware of the superpower side of it you know, then an employer yeah. could also say, okay, by being aware of it, I know she has to have a room alone. She has to have, you know, sort yeah. of a surrounding where she's not going to be disturbed. Yeah. But I do know that when she focuses on that, which I've employed her yeah. for, yeah. she's yeah. going to have a razor sharp, yeah. you know, result. Do you know what, what's rather interesting is apparently there's an enormous high proportion of people with ADHD who are self-employed. Yeah. And I think this, this is no surprise to me at all. Yeah. For me, self-employment is, I mean, I have been employed and I've been self-employed and definitely self-employed is mm. wonderful because, because the, you know what? The boss is understanding. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you can set up everything in a way which works That's best for you, right? Exactly. So I have, I have areas in my home where I do my kind of admin work and I work in total silence because right. they can't. Be. and so for example on my phone i won't have any notifications right otherwise they'll be constantly because distracting you totally. yeah i couldn't i just couldn't do it and yes we, now that has a downside of course because then sometimes people get frustrated with me because they go well, you're not responding message didn't you see my message yeah but there again, though, there's sometimes telling it like somebody the other day, somebody quite senior at the ministry where I work, you know, he sort of en passant sort of said, oh, you know, don't worry about that. I'm dyslexic. And I thought, wow, you know, how nice that yes. he says that he says, you know, just it's easier if you're aware of it, because then you'll realize yes. that sometimes, yes. etc. And I thought, wow, you know, to have the confidence to know yes, that you're not defined right. by being. Yes, that's right. that's right. It's just a way that your brain works. Exactly. And in a way, you can also be proud of it. As you say, yes. there is a superpower. I, my I, reluctance, oh, sorry, was more about the labeling. You know, I'm, I'm one of those yes. people who I've hated always my whole life to be put in particular boxes. And that's right. And I think. I was also I, wondering why would you want to know, but I am hearing you say a lot, you know, and I do want us to get into a little bit of, you know, there might be a lot of people out there, and I'm talking about women after 50, right, because this is my audience, who might have doubts about whether they have or not have, yeah, and what would yeah. you advise them? Well, I, I would say that I have found it very helpful, helpful to know, and also because I can, I can then 
start there, there's an enormous number of podcasts really good podcasts done by people with ADHD that that are providing strategies for, for handling right. and you know I find that helpful I yeah I as, I'm but I, at the same time I'm awfully glad I didn't know when I was a teenager because I think I would if the late having the label as a teenager given that it wasn't distressing me especially I mean right. I had some symptoms I had symptoms but they weren't so overwhelmingly distressing me that as to make me think what is the matter with me yes so I'm glad I because if I'd have had a label then I think I'd told myself that I couldn't go to Cambridge yes it would have restricted you from do believing I you could do I would have things. told myself that so but now I what I feel about it is so I I wouldn't I, I say I wouldn't tell someone in in advance of them knowing me in my work but the minute I, I people know me in my work then I tell them because but they know a certain I, way I to yeah. just so that and I, what I will do is say that it, it depends on the context so for example when I'm singing if I'm singing in a choir there is one thing that the people in the choir need to know and I and since I've had my diagnosis and have got braver about right. it I do now say it and it is that when I'm in a choral conduct situation and I'm sure a lot of the people that listen to your podcast will will also be choral singers sometimes the conductor will go page three bar 15 sopranos I want you to do this altos when you get to this and I'll be very I'll be listening so hard so hard and I'll go page three bar 15 and I'll find bar 15 and I'll be just saying to myself bar three second quaver take and, and he's already on yeah. He's moved on yeah. and he's gone, right, we're going again from, and I have missed where we're going from. And the I'm whole time you're galloping, behind. galloping behind. I'm right. galloping behind. That's a very well good way of putting it. And so what I've started to do now is I've told the people I sing with that if I look at them over the, their music, if they just put their finger on the bar we're on, See? then I can find yeah. my place. Yeah. And that has been enormously helpful to be able to say that to people. It's just a little thing and it just means, and then I'm fine, you right. know. I'll do the job and I'll do it well. But I just, you know, if I if I look at them, they then just... So you, go, decide, oh. you devise tips, right? Now, I'm sadly, we're, we're galloping till the end of our programme as well. Sorry. But first of all, three tips. For people out there who either do know that they are, but haven't yet looked into it much, or are wondering if maybe. So we'll, we'll get into the testing just as we finish off. But what three tips would you have for people who have or who suspect that they have? Okay, so I would say... Educate yourself about what the executive executive function difficulties are right. that can be part of ADHD. Don't assume you have them all. Right. And but work out the ones that you do find difficult, and go and look in the and listen in the in the ADHD community for strategies other people have found that help with them. Right. So for me, for example. Can I just go and get my diary and show you what yes. my diary looks yeah. like? Yeah. You, you'll be horrified. Because I see other points which I'll just share while while you're while you're yes. getting for it. You talked about routine as well, hadn't you? Yes. Routine. Yes. So I write. Yes. I, I write absolutely everything down in yes. my in in a, in a I've got a page to a day. I write everything down, whether it's a phone call I have to make, something I need to write, a person I need, a client I'm working with, and I have little boxes next to it, and I tick everything off as I right. do it, and I keep checking it. Keep so it's like your download, it helps you keep a structure, right? So I take it out of my brain and onto yep. paper. The other thing I use is lots of colour. So I use lots of, I've got post-its at the front of my diary. I stick them in. 
um, with, you know, sort of messages to myself of things I need to remember to do. And I have to say that that getting it out of here yes. and onto paper, they it's say it's overwhelming, say it, right? Think in ink. And oh, it's think really, in ink. Oh, that's think a great in thing. Ink. And that really, really helps you get it right. out of your brain and onto paper. And that's one. Routine, I remember you saying. Routine, yes. So, and and yes, whether that's a week, a schedule where you say on Mondays, I use the day for this, on Tuesdays, I use the day for that, or whether it's even as, as much as right at seven o'clock in the morning, I get up and I go for a run. They say that for our brains, what we need to do, there are a couple of key components. We need exercise, we need meditation or mindfulness or something or prayer, call it what you like, whatever your tradition is, you need to find a a way that your brain rests. Now that sounds counterintuitive because you'd think, surely the thing about ADHD brains is they're going like this the whole time. Yes. But they ADHD. They need a rest too, right? They, they need they emptiness. Need, we, we yeah. Sit, sit in stillness. We sit yeah. in stillness, and 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 that moment of letting go is terribly important. So so I try and factor that in every day. And since so you said three, didn't you? So like time management. Oh my goodness, I'm I'm very late to the game on understanding the value of alarms and yes. uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we have things to help us now, right? Do and and yeah. during the pandemic, I had to shift a whole day of singing teaching from a school onto online. Oh yeah, and mm. I had to have all these because I had students in waiting rooms. I had to set alarms. Do you know, I could I thought, why did I not do this for the yeah, last 20 yeah. years? It's yeah. Amazing. But we learn, right? And just I just to finish off with two more, I see you'd put down as well journaling, that that was good for memory. Yes. So I've only reason I resisted this for a long time because I kept thinking, I haven't got time. Yes, that's what we all say, well. right? But yeah. what I do at the end of the day is as I'm about to get into bed, I just sit down and write what happened in the day and I I found that it helps my memory process what happened that day right otherwise I find weeks go by Monday I, jumble. I, if you asked me on Friday what did I do on Monday I'd be going Absolutely. I don't have a clue right so it fixes things a little bit and another one I shall finish with because I thought it was really nice was build your life and career around your strengths and not your weaknesses oh, right vital so, vital yeah. So, so, you know, you talk to a lot of, well, I've, I've spoken to young people with ADHD who, t- who, who are castigating themselves because yes. they, they can't do this and they won't be able to do that. And I'm thinking that doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. You yeah. don't have to do that. Find yeah. the thing you are good at. Right. Make, make that your life. But your I can career. tell you what, that's what I've taken from this talk with you as well, because I mean, the way you, you, you're embracing it, right? You, you it's something that you have your brain is wired in that way you can fight it and hide it and pretend it's not there etc but you struggle you struggle with yourself it, it doesn't help you make sense of yourself or how things work whereas when you do know and that I've, I feel I've come a long way in this 30 minutes uh-huh. thinking it does help and so just one last thing because we are wildly over time Sorry. is um, you just go to a GP and get they they do a, a test for you no no not at all so you oh. go you, I went to the GP with an online the results of an online test test I'd done and I said that the figures did show that I might be he then referred me I then had a gateway phone call with the mental health services it comes under mental health and they the gateway was a discussion for half an hour a talk a chat and the man said at the beginning of the interview he said this is to decide whether or not we take your referral further 
Okay. And so he just seemed to be chatting to me for half an hour. And at the <laughs> end of it, I said to him, I'm very aware, I'm probably very bored and I probably don't come through. And he went, oh, stop right there. Believe me, based on the last half hour, I'm definitely referring you. And I oh, thought, I see. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, thank you for this, Julia, really, because it's a, it's a living, you're a living example of, you know, of really owning all of who you are. And, you know, I think, I think you will have given a lot of hope to people and a lot of, you know, courage to, to just embrace who we are. And if knowing helps us, you know, yes. understand ourselves, etc., yes. then, yes. you know, these are the years we shine, you know, we don't need yes. to hide yes. anymore. And there are superpowers in being. Yes. yes. Julia, I thank you very much. Oh, I'd love are. to have you back at any other time if you want to expand on any of this, but yes. today you've given some really warm insights. Thank you. That's very kind of you. <laughs> Good luck to all of you out there. Take those tips. If in doubt, do an online test and see how you can, you know, really thrive through having ADHD as well. Speak to you all this time next week. Thank you for listening. Now it is up to you to make it happen. Join me next week for another dose of empowering vitamins as we navigate the marvelous roller coaster we call life. Subscribe and let me know what you think we should be talking about. Take care out there.